What is shrinkflation? What's causing it? How long has it been going on for? We'll answer that. Hey, peeps, please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. All right, so now that that's out of the way, let's get into this. What is going on, crypto family? So today I'll be covering a topic you've asked me to cover in our signature quick and dirty style, shrinkflation. To understand shrinkflation, we first need to have a good grasp on what inflation, currency devaluation, and how it impacts the cost of living. So to start, we should mention that currency devaluation, inflation, and such is not something that is new to us. Even during the early Roman Empire, in order to maintain the cost of its expanding borders without mining more gold and silver, the Roman government decided to clip the coins already in circulation, reducing the size and ultimately the value to essentially produce more currency. This over time introduced growing inflation that together with wars and a deep cultural crisis brought one of the greatest empires ever to exist to complete ruin. I personally find it intriguing and interesting because in the last 2000 years, it doesn't seem like much has really changed. The often quoted words of George Santayana seem to ring true here as well. Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. In our day and age, inflation seems like it is an invisible but always present life partner of our existence. Year after year, our money loses value. And year after year, more currency is made and introduced to the market in order to compensate for the loss. It's exactly like the clipping of the Romans. But since money doesn't have a real value anymore, the Federal Reserve has nothing to clip. All they have to do is just keep printing that money. Now, over the last 50 years, the US dollar has lost 564.9% of its buying power. This means that $1 from 1970 is worth about $6.64 of the money you have in your pocket today. That single dollar could buy you three Morton TV dinners. A couple of things to note here are that in 1970, there was a money supply of 401 billion compared to 13.291 billion in 2010, and in 1971 is when President Nixon ended the direct convertibility of the US dollar to gold. To compensate for the loss in value, average prices and average hourly earnings are constantly growing. But average is a dangerous word. If your neighbor has two chickens to eat and you have zero, on average, you both get one. This means that even in the average increase in salary adjusted to inflation is positive, you might still be at a loss. Scottish economist, philosopher, and author Adam Smith used an hour's labor as the purchasing power unit, so the value would be measured by hours worked to produce a certain quantity as opposed to just money. For example, if you look at California, minimum wage in 1960 was $1 per hour. A hamburger at McDonald's back then was only 15 cents. But in 2018, a McDonald's hamburger was $1.09. However, the minimum wage for 2018 was $11 per hour. So if you go by the percentage to labor, in 1960, a hamburger was 15% of an hour at minimum wage, where it would only be 9% of $11 per hour in 2018. While it's easy to say 1960, a Chevy was only 2,230 bucks, and now a decent car is $30,000, you have to remember that if you were making $1 an hour, that is a ton of hours needed to pay for that car. Especially if you remember that 1960, there were still a lot of single income families. 40 hours per week for a year would still only be $2,080 before taxes, social security, etc. The line of inflation 
in the line of adjustments typically chase and crisscross each other, making the good periods short while the bad periods people experience are often unexpected. Now, while the money printing continues, the government is in effect clipping the value of your hard-earned dollars. Companies, too, are having to adopt and are essentially clipping on the products that you buy, oftentimes without you even realizing it. This practice was just recently coined by a British economist, Pippa Malmgren, calling it shrinkflation. Shrinkflation can be summed up by reducing the size or quantity of a product while maintaining or even increasing the price of the product. In some cases, this includes lowering the quality of a product or substituting its ingredients for cheaper ones while keeping the price the same. So, where might you be able to see this played out? Can you remember the last time you opened a bag of chips and it was actually full? It's not an impression. It seems like they're all half empty now. Coffee, for example, isn't 16 ounces as it used to be. The price is the same, adjusted to inflation, of course. The can is the same, but now there are only 13 ounces inside. Toilet paper is getting shorter and shorter. In just in the last two years, some brands had lost 14% of their sheets per roll and kept the same price. Ice cream. Many companies have moved from 64-ounce containers to 48-ounce containers while keeping the price the same. Then, with toothpaste, you're getting a lot less product in the tube, but same size tube with a larger hole. That's why you're always out of toothpaste, and at the same price, of course. Gatorade switched to containers from 32 ounces to 28 ounces. A Twix is 13.8% lighter than it used to be. Kit Kats are now 16.7% lighter. In 2014, Coca-Cola reduced the size of its large bottle from 2 liters to 1.75 liters. Toblerone in 2010 slashed the weight of their bars from 200 grams to 170 grams. And the Teetly in the same year reduced the number of tea bags sold in a box from 100 to just 88. Shrinkflation has become a common tactic companies use to deal with their own inflation problems from suppliers. Most companies have determined that their customers might have issues with price increases and would probably begin looking for substitute products if prices increased. The counter-argument to all of this, however, is that the practice can sometimes look sneaky. I mean, who's to say that it's not happening because some new CEO is trying to make more money by cutting costs and taking advantage of their consumers? There's a fine line to walk, and when nothing is being communicated to the public, it doesn't leave us with a good taste in our mouths. Receiving less food and basic commodities for the same price is ultimately rising the cost of living by making eating and basic living more and more expensive year by year. Let's look at a few examples from 1988. Back then, the median income was $25,872 per year. During the recent 2016 census report, the median income was at $55,332 college education price for a year of attendance at a private school in 1988 was only $15,160 and $3,190 at a public school. Now let's fast forward to 2017 and 2018, where it was $34,740 for a private school and $9,970 for a public school. So what about milk you're probably asking yourself? Well, if it was $2.19 in 1988 and up to $2.89 in 2018, okay, so that one's not really setting any records, right? But the list goes on and on. You get the point. In summary, money 
has less and less value, and salaries are struggling to keep up. While many of our examples here have shown the median household income and minimum wage, not everyone makes minimum wage or even has a wage at all. And these are all some of the people that are hit the very hardest. With limited or no income, the price increases make it tough to even get up you know, above the poverty line. But that's a topic for another day. This negative displacement is like dripping water and eating away at the rock. Year after year, everyone comes a little bit shorter than the year prior. And when the market will no longer be able to stand the imbalance, it will fall. And those who aren't prepared will struggle all the more. It's becoming more and more apparent that we need to start looking at our fiscal and monetary system. But most already know this. It's why politicians that talk about this stuff are finding so much support. Many feel that there's something wrong, that things can be better. However, most just don't know where the how, the what, the why, the when, or the where. It's exceptionally important that we discuss these things, that we educate ourselves, our families, and our friends. I hope the video has helped provide, you know, a little better understanding for you about some of the effects of inflation and uh, what it's causing. It encourages you to do some research, maybe get involved in helping other people learn all about this stuff too. Cryptocurrency, for instance, was kind of created to help combat inflation and the weaknesses inherent to an unlimited printing of currency. However, we've yet to find a perfect system. It's up to us, however, to continue searching, building, testing, and seeking out better solutions. We are the answer to our own problems. As one hero of our day has said, anything that's human is mentionable, and anything that is mentionable can be more manageable. That was Mr. Rogers. <laughs> it's important we make mention and talk about these things, for it's through this collective discussion and working together, I believe the solutions to the future will most likely come. Hey peeps, just a friendly reminder, Crypto Beetle shows are never financial advice, recommendations, or trading strategies. The views expressed here are solely that of Robert Beatles and his guests. Robert Beatles is the co-founder of the Monarch Wallet, host of Trading New Sessions, Crypto Beatles on YouTube, and on several entities. Robert's opinions here do not reflect that of those entities. Some information shared here may not actually be factual. These shows are for information and entertainment purposes only. Never invest a single Satoshi or penny in anything without first seeking the counsel and advice of a professional financial advisor. Robert Beatles is not a financial expert or advisor. Investing in anything is super dangerous. You can lose all of your money, so always trade at your own risk. Please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the fam. God bless you. Love you. And I'll catch you all in the next one.